Hello and welcome back to Lent with St. Edith Stein. This is Rebecca and I'm so glad to have you with us again today. This podcast is brought to you by St. Edith Steinco, so please be sure to check out our store at stedithsteinco.com. In yesterday's session, we went over the text of St. John of the Cross's poem, The Spiritual Canticle. Today we'll have the first of two reflections on St. Edith's analysis of the poem. So let's begin with the prayer that St. Edith wrote. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, fill my soul with holy joy, courage, and strength to serve you. Enkindle your love in me, and then walk with me along the next stretch of road before me. I do not see very far ahead, but when I have arrived where the horizon now closes down, a new prospect will open before me, and I shall meet it with peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In her book, The Science of the Cross, St. Edith Stein wrote, The world into which the song leads us is the world as it is described to herself by the soul who is filled with desire and inebriated by love. She only goes out in order to find the beloved. Everywhere she tries painstakingly to discover traces of him. Everything reminds her of him and has significance for her only insofar as it gives her news of him or can bring him messages from her. When St. John of the Cross was asked about the source of the rich imagery in the spiritual canticle, he said that God gave me some of them, and at other times I sought them. After traversing the dark night of the soul and experiencing union with God, St. John wanted to share this experience and sought to use poems such as this canticle to describe the indescribable. In the poem, the bride catches a glimpse of the bridegroom, but only a glimpse as we can only see God from a distance in this life, especially when we're living in sin. She is immediately besotted and chases after him. The clear spring she refreshes herself on is faith. The bride speaks of being wounded, but the bridegroom is wounded as well. In love, a wound for one is a wound for both. And as we know, Christ bore our wounds. Then when the soul takes flight, the bridegroom asks the soul, my dove, to return and refresh him with the breeze of flight. The flight is the soul rising in contemplation and knowledge of God. And the love that this contemplation and knowledge produces is refreshment to God. Our love of God refreshes him. The bride finds a blessed peace and begins to see the bridegroom in everything. Knowledge of God has changed everything for the soul. And this is a tranquil night a refreshing supper that comes at the end of a day's labors. It is the reward at the end of much suffering. The bride and bridegroom enter a lush garden full of fragrant flowers and yet surrounded by lion's dens. When the soul is resting in peace with God and its faith is blooming, evil spirits will surround it and try to disturb it. St. John said that the devil considers it worth more to himself to hinder a small fraction of this soul's rich and glorious delight than to make many others fall into numerous serious sins. And it is in this place that the bride begs the angels to catch the foxes and scare away the evil spirits. The bride fears the cold north wind, full of spiritual dryness, and asks for the warm south wind to come instead. In its moisture, the blooms of the garden will open. The south wind here is the Holy Spirit, which breathes through us. 
awakening our virtues and setting them into motion. St. John describes the joy of the bride as ordinarily so great that she resembles a sea. It neither decreases by the outflow of waters nor increases by the inflow. The soul has found lasting joy and is filled. The joys and sorrows of life no longer fill and empty her. The bride and groom are joined under the apple tree, and St. Edith writes that under the tree of paradise, the mother, human nature, in the persons of the first parents, was dishonored through sin. Under the tree of the cross, life is restored to the human soul. The betrothal under the cross is not simply to be put on an equal with the mystical betrothal. The former is consummated at baptism and at once, while the mystical betrothal is attached to personal perfection and is therefore attained little by little, depending on the generosity of the soul. Fundamentally, though, it is the same union. Thank you again for joining me today, and please be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at St. Edith Steinco. And I hope that you'll continue to tune in for the remainder of Holy Week as we wrap up our reflections on the writings of St. Edith Stein. May God bless you, and may the saints be with you. Thank you.